Welcome to Swimming with Sepsi, where we break down various life topics, bring on inspirational guests to talk about their lives, their experiences, and encourage you to swim through your own inner thoughts, emotions, and feelings to inspire a change within you that will hopefully lead to an outer change in your own personal reality. I ask that throughout this episode and all future episodes that you come with an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness to look at yourself in a different way and to look at the world in a different way. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that has tuned in in this current moment, and I look forward to sharing many more moments with you. And with that, let's dive on in. Beautiful, beautiful. Welcome to Swing with Sepsi. Again, I'm your host, Joshua Sepsi, and we have Nikki Tomacheski, a co-host here, back with us again. We are talking about today's topic, which is everyone's favorite. <laughs> I know it's mine. Oh, yeah. Um... So, we are talking about anxiety and stress. Everybody, everybody loves that stuff. We deal with it every day. In and out. Thoughts every day. Thoughts happening. Thoughts flowing. Universal killer. It is, actually. Yeah. Stress causes heart attacks. I actually had a woman on the phone that she was like, I literally gave myself a heart attack by how much I was yelling and got into a fight with somebody. She was like 65. Oof. Gave herself a heart attack, sent herself to the hospital. Dang, dude. Stressed, anxiety, that makes raised a the lot blood of sense. levels, just I've heard a lot exploded. about that before. That's crazy that it could just get so... Well, I would think that it would have to be like... You would already have had to probably have a lot of stress. Because I was going to say, it's crazy that one moment can just do that. But you probably have to have that stashed away already, like... You're probably already at the yeah. brink, you know at what I mean? At a threshold, yeah. At a threshold, yeah. You watch One Tree Hill? No. <laughs> you know that show, though? I do know that show. That would be hilarious if you're just like, <laughs> I, I love that show. Yeah, I've, no, I've seen maybe an episode or two. Okay. The same thing happened to the dad on that show. He had a heart attack because, um, well, his wife was cheating on him. Um, and then, but that's stressful. Right that's stressful. That's hell stressful. What's going on in that situation? <laughs> what do you, you know? Your yeah. whole life just gets flipped upside down in that <sighs> process. And that's probably a moment. Well, actually, he was already kind of, he was an angry person already. So, it, again, it just adds up. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into anxiety and stress. Um, and I kind of want to tackle them individually first because, and then we'll kind of bring them into, because they have a lot of similarities. And that's why we're doing them. That's why we're doing them together. Mm. Um, anxiety is a lot of like fear-driven uh 
but also nerve-driven and uh, future-driven more so than stress is like also future driven but like you know you're stressed about an upcoming situation but it's also you have anxiety mixed in between that so they're definitely mixed in with each other um but you can have a lot of stress from the past you can have bodily stress muscle stress you know um, Mm. aches pains you could also have uh just mental stress which is definitely one that we bring in on ourselves these things are definitely learned pattern behaviors right I mean, when you're a child, you get anxious over things, right? We feel that. The continual development of it, though, um, is something that you can work on to where your anxiety dwindles down over time. I mean, think Mm. about it. When I think about anxiety, I think about, um, like, going to perform or doing something social. Mm Um clearly and somewhere in my past that triggers anxiety for me Mm -hmm. um speaking in front of big crowds or doing big things like that right Mm -hmm. so i think of a performer you you know you talk to them they're like i'm always nervous before but once they get on stage they know exactly where they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. right but in their heads they're sitting there thinking Am I worthy of this? Mm-hmm. You know, do I do I deserve this? Am I even the right person? You feel like a fraud. All these thoughts start coming in, creating more and more anxiety, mm-hmm. which then can <clears throat> spill over into an anxiety attack, panic attack. You just you your entire nervous system freaks out. It has to do with a lot of different chemical imbalances and things like that as well. How extreme you're going to go into that, but. If you are one that constantly says, I'm an anxious person, I'm an anxious person, I'm an anxious person, how are you going to, how are you going to be in the world? You're going to be an anxious person, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're constantly telling yourself that. You're constantly saying, I'm an anxious person, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Um, And as you grow older, it's just going to pile on. So when you're talking like, um, you're in middle school and you're set to start you know, the first English, you know, your presentation, you're reading off something you wrote. Imagine how much anxiety that just bring you just thinking about that. I, so many memories from school just popped up and I hated it. I would be one of those kids that would be like, their voices would go, (laughs) and then I would get out of breath because I would just be so nervous to present. Yeah. I would literally just be like huffing and puffing up there trying to catch my breath, but I would make it through. Yeah. But at least I didn't pass out. I've never done that. I knew somebody who... Who's passed out mm-hmm. from that. But like you said, that's so true. There are different levels of, like, going into, like, their, someone's individual, like, chemical, like, um, compound that's... I don't, yeah, I don't know a thing about that. <laughs> I know yeah. that it's a thing. It is, yeah. Because I've looked it up, but it's, I'm not one that's like, I've studied this... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No. And I, I know, you know what anxiety, everyone knows what anxiety mm-hmm. feels like. Um, but there are specific things that um, can help you move through that process. Um, you know, some people take a couple deep breaths. Um, some people have mantras. Some people have meditation. Some people have fidgets. It helps with anxiety. Um, you have... Uh, like stimulation so people that always need music 
um, that helps with anxiety. There's a lot of things Dang. that we do that helps with our own anxiety. Cooking, we develop habits mm. around to deal with our anxiety. Dude. People that just start cleaning for no reason. <laughs> that was one of the first things I thought it was like my mom, mom, my grandma, my, and probably my grandma's grandma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they just clean when they're anxious. Dude, my grandma will flip her house. It'll be clean as day. It'd be like so clean. And then she'll still be like, it needs to be cleaner. Wow. Yeah. So when I when I hear that, it almost is like, what what are you hiding from? Oh, you know? You're opening but, a but can like, of worms. Oh, right yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Big can of worms. <laughs> because I do it, too. Mm-hmm. I'll catch myself. I'll just be like, I'll stop mid-cleaning. Like, why am I cleaning right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy yeah. how why deep am, it is. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And then, and then I'll have the pauses like, what what what's causing my cleaning to clean? Obviously, my apartment looks great mm-hmm. afterwards. But what did I just avoid feeling that I had to distract myself? What what am I anxious about? Is it money? Is it uh, stability? Is it um, a relationship? Is it you know what what is causing that? Mm-hmm. And so you have to sit with that. The best way to get through an anxiety attack is to breathe through it and sit. Why am I actually going through this right mm. now? Am I actually anxious? You know, or um, or have I told myself this story so many times that when these things happen in my life, these what people what you'll call trigger moments, as that what's always causing my anxiety, right? So, for example, someone that's chronic anxiety right you get diagnosed with that chronic um we if we look at the patterning of your life say well excuse me for example 28 years of my life and from when i was four to now right that's 24 years of habits and patterns and built up so when something happens in a relationship and, um, you know, back in the day, maybe I wasn't, I wasn't the most communicative about maybe emotions or feelings. So a lot of things were unsaid, those unsaid things. That causes anxiety when you go and meet with them pers- that person or you go into another relationship, say, that happened when I was like 15. Now I'm in a relationship when I'm 23 and same things coming up. I may be a little more communicative, but there's some things where I haven't, gone into i'm gonna be anxious every time because mm-hmm. again we're in a relationship it's the same kind of situation mm. here i am bringing up that anxiety because i haven't dealt with it yeah right so i was gonna say like that's really interesting because almost i feel recently like the same thing literally what you're describing came up but i was just gonna ask like what what thoughts then like what are the little thoughts that somebody would be saying because like you're the way you're describing it i just see as like it's almost automatic for somebody to go there Mm because like you said it's like something maybe from like 15 years old Mm -hmm. that they experienced and then after all this time like just keep repeating like a similar situation doesn't have to be the exact same but anytime the emotion or the environment is saying i need to communicate my feelings about maybe a specific thing or maybe a, a the similar category of things, depending on, I guess the situation or whatever. But, right. um, like what, 
why is why is there that barrier? Like, why would somebody not be able to communicate or face it? Like, and then what are some things that people may do to avoid it? Okay. I know so, I, there's a load. That's yeah, a loaded a couple question. Questions in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, once I ask a question, I'm just like, wait, next this one, one, next this one. This one, this one. So if, you know, the thoughts that are going to arise um, are usually the same. Um, it can start like if we're using that specific situation, like where it's a relationship with another person, uh, whether it's intimate, whether it's just friendship, whether it's parent relationship, you know, you're going to have, uh, what are they going to think of me if I bring this up? Um, and you get anxious about that because mm. that might come back on your own judgment. You get anxious about, well, what are they going to also going to say? What if they don't receive this right? What if I can't communicate this right? And then goes back to our previous about all the what ifs. Mm -hmm. The what ifs start flooding, you know? But then you also, after you have those what ifs, you're going to have those um, old affirmation programming that is going to just build it right back onto itself and stack it again. So you have what if I can't communicate this right? Oh, I've never been able to really communicate with people right. I've never been able to do this. I can't. I don't know if I'm going to say the wrong thing. And then I'm going to speak, scare them away. Well, your fear of abandonment. Maybe that's something that's happened in the past. You are don't want to get rejected by someone that you care for. So then you're just building up these negative affirmations onto yourself right after you said all these what ifs. Mm. You go, then you, 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 you say the what ifs on there and then you turn on yourself. I am, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. just... I'm just not the person for them. I'm I'm, a, I'm always an anxious person. I'm a poor communicator. I, hmm. you know, I do this, I do this, I am this. Yeah. And you start flooding your mind with these affirmations and all it's doing is reinforcing it. Your ego's like, yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. You are that. You are that. And then the heart beats really fast and you're about to get in that situation. You're, you're present. You're with that person and you just like freak out. And then everything that you ever, that you wanted to say, what you really have said, maybe you've sat with it and like expressed it either in a journal or you've thought out how you want the conversation to go and you've like well this is how I want to explain it and as soon as you get into that moment because of these other thoughts that were going you break yourself out you break yourself into this place where like okay I can do this I can do this you talk yourself into it you get there as soon as you get in that moment because it's physical now you're going back to the the strength core now it's your reality so mm. you go back to that moment 50 you know, five, 10, 15 years ago where you, everything fell apart mm -hmm. and you try grasping, you try grasping because you don't want that to happen again. I don't, I don't want to misconstrue my words. So then you tailor it to this person more so. And then you're, you're, you know, maybe you want to tell them how much you care for them or maybe you want to tell them how you felt when they um, did this to you, uh, did something to you that was bad, that made you feel horrible. And you can't get it out now because now you're worried and you're just, uh, anxious about losing that whole friendship mm. and it's puts you into that cycle again because now you're in the physical moment there's things that you can do one stop yourself immediately at the what ifs mm -hmm. as soon as you start thinking about that situation get rid of all expectations but also like all expect when i say expectations expectations of how the conversation is going to play out if I had a problem with you and I was anxiety, like just... You got a problem with you? <laughs> you, got, you got a problem with me? Take it over to my freaking <laughs> HR department, my trash can. <laughs> but if I but like if I did and 
you know, as business partners is really anxiety driven for me back in the past to mm. really say something to somebody. I feel that. You know, um, I didn't like the way, you know, you did this or critiqued um, this or I feel like we should do this differently, blah, blah, blah. If you can't, uh, if in the past it's been re- like received differently and you just feel like then you have no value to bring, you have no worth to bring to the situation you have to take your step back and you have to start looking at the positives you have to look at start looking at what you have done you know well i i have brought this to the table you know maybe i brought a different idea or creativeness i brought um, a drive i brought inspiration mm. um, and so you have to flood yourselves with the things that you have done so in a relationship you know i have brought a lot of caring a lot of empathy a lot of love i have supported them in this mm. situation so and they have supported me you have to start bringing yourself to the other aspect of things when you start hearing the what ifs mm. because those what ifs will drive you crazy and then drive you down the negative you know they've always done this and then you start looking at their old <laughs> pattern like well, they've treated me like this, they've treated me like this, and it causes you to get into these quarrels that weren't even necessary to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right? Then brings on stress. Right? If you leave those unsaid, so you have that anxiety starting first. If you leave everything unsaid, now you're stressed. Now you're sitting in a situation where it's, um, stressful to be in on your body. Your mm. body starts to tighten up. Now you're living that sympathetic. Uh, your nervous, your sympathetic nervous system is active twenty four seven, right? Maybe not twenty four seven, but when you're in that situation with that person. Because what is that again? The sympathetic nervous system. That's like your your. It's like your fight or flight. Okay. So, like when you're in a dangerous situation, that fight or flight mode, um, or freeze. There is mm. a freeze. I was going to say, I remember me being that sliver of a category where it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, bro. Yeah. And that's why when, like, again, going back to once you get into the reality of the situation, you can play it out however you want. Mm. Right? And that's the beauty of humans. Mm. The beauty of being human is that we have the ability to play out so many different scenarios. Mm-hmm. That's also our biggest downfall. Because it, it keeps you out of the moment. Mm-hmm. It keeps you with being with what is true to mm-hmm. you. Because you're thinking of all these different things. And you've played all these different um, outcomes. Good and bad for you. Yeah. And it kind of even messes with the what even really happened too. Almost. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Um, it, it could have been like, why are, you know... <laughs> You left your shoes out, and I have a shoe rack. You left your shoes out, and I'm like, oh, it brings me. Why does that bring me anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> I know why it does. <laughs> why is it? It's just not in the right place. Like there's, yeah. And then you go know, into other disorders like OCD. Yes, you know, yes, goes yes. Goes into yes. a lot of things. Hmm. Um, right, so that's where the, the the breath is, and then you have to take into account: Is this really who I am? Bingo, dude. Okay, that you made me think of something while um, you were talking about all those affirmations that you tell yourself. Like, mm-hmm. and that's crazy because, and I've told you this before. Like, I love when we have conversations because then I just feel like you, all the stuff that like I either experienced from the past week or something like comes up, and I'm like, 
dude, you're speaking to like volumes to this right now. Like I've been like <laughs> circulating this in uh-huh. my own mind and stuff. And so I was just thinking like, I don't know, one thing to like, one thing that I personally do when I'm like going down those thoughts and like the what ifs and like the affirmations of telling myself like, oh no, I'm this, like the reinforcements of like, I've always been this way. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's so Mm -hmm. strong. It's crazy strong. But I was going to say like, one thing that I can actually hold on to now to stop and it wasn't always like this. It was a lot harder is um, just what you just said. Like, who am I really? Cause mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I'm going to have to know somewhere inside myself, whether it's like a social event that I'm getting really nervous for, like somewhere deep inside, I'm going to have to know like I'm okay. And then what, what do I grab on to know that I'm okay? It's like that pyramid that we were talking about yeah, before. You have to find your anchor. My anchor. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, what what is that really, though? Like, that's where you have to, like, go inside yourself and figure out what that is. Yeah. It's it's definitely different for everybody mm-hmm. on what, what your anchor is really going to be. What helps me is I literally, <laughs> I, I just, like, it sounds terrible to do, but I just eradicate everybody. So, like, when I'm thinking about who I really am, I, if I start going into what other people have said about me, I have to look into, well, is that really me? Mm-hmm. You know, people say, like, you're great, you know, you communicate well, you're, you know, you're really funny, you're, you know, respectful. I'm not just talking myself up. I've heard these things. <laughs> but so, like, you go you go into that, right? Uh-huh. And it sounds like, well, is that is that really me? You know? And it's one thing we talk about um, in, um, I'm in yoga teacher training right now. And we've talked about this as far as um, finding not, or finding kind of like who you really are and kind of like using your own personal experience and aligning your thoughts. Is this aligning with who I desire myself to be? Mm. You know, if I have these thoughts, you know, and he, uh, Eric, he's just great. He brings up uh, this if then he brought this into mm-hmm. life, you know, and I was struggling for a moment you know but he was like if i do this then this is this then aligning with how i want to be in my life Mm, i like that okay then if i do this is this aligning Mm -hmm. you know if i tell myself these affirmations um is this aligning with who i want to be in my life if i i'm telling myself i am you know i i am i'm actively working on my communication Mm -hmm. or actually working on my stress levels by doing x y and z whether it be bodily or mental because a lot of it is all thought consumed right and we don't we just don't think about it right so the the purpose of this here is to get you to think about it to get you to look into the inner workings of your own brain your own mind for the next week and think about how i show up how anxiety shows up in my thoughts how stress shows up in my thoughts. Um, because this is going to give you an indicator of, well, is this something that I can let go of? Is this something that has a long hold on me? How long, how deep has it been going on? How uh, reinforced is this habit of 
constant mental manifestation of anxiety in my life. Um, and again, take it as you will. If you are one that wants to, you know, has decided that or has been told that this is a, a medical imbalance and you need these things, you need these things. I'm not telling you to stop taking. If you, if you need medication, you know, for these things, take it, you know. Take it until you feel like you can start working on it, until you're ready to start working on it. Because then there also goes into, um, and this is one big factor I will say when it goes to helping not rid yourself of anxiety, because anxiety like happiness, joy, sadness, like regular emotions and feelings, mm-hmm. you're going to have it. It's going to be in there. You're always. I'm always anxious before I get onto a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here in front of cameras and a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Right? So weird. I'm always at that anxious part. But I also know that I've done this before. So there's mm-hmm. this like anchor of I just mm-hmm. need to get going. Once I get going, I'm good. Mm. And that's about it. That's about with everything and anything that you love to do. Once you get going, you're good. So you have to anchor yourself to that part of seeing yourself already doing it and being like, oh, I'm good. It'll be fine. I'll be, I'm, I'm, I've, I've been with this person for four years and still mm-hmm. can't communicate. Well, yeah, you've been with them for four years. You know that once you get going, once you get in, because you've obviously had hard conversations if you've been with someone for that long. Mm-hmm. You've had deep conversations if you've been with someone for that long. If you haven't, <laughs> don't let it sound rude, <laughs> relook your relationship, <laughs> rethink about your relationship. But yeah. So you can put yourself in a, I've already done this. Yes. A lot of the times you've already gone mm. through this part. So then, yeah, that... Man, that's um that's strong because I was I was thinking too like well what if you haven't done something before and it's something for the first time. So then that's where like you say speaking? like public speaking exactly. Like we're just going to keep we just use that because that's a great example. It a is. lot of people get it when social uh, social uh, social gatherings, mm-hmm. you know, people some people can't go to the bars, some people can't go to events because oh. they just mm-hmm. the anxiety drives so much energy. So if you've never done it before, mm-hmm. one of the best things to do is uh, anchor yourself in something um, that you can think about that brings you that calmness, that stillness, right? Um, say, you know, you're, you have a big fear of public speaking. Okay. So do you have a fear of speaking one-on-one with people? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. So bring yourself into that same, same feeling and emotion of, of, um, and perception of speaking with one person. See what that feels like. Know that you've done that. And then bring yourself to say, okay, if, it's just one, if I can do it with just one person, who's to say that there's, maybe now there's two people? That's fine. I can do that. I've talked with two people before. You're in a group of three people. Talk with that. And then just kind of multiply it. Mm. But hold on to that feeling of doing this in front of one person. Mm. You know, everyone, think of everybody in their own way or it'll make <laughs> you feel less, you know, less seen or less, I don't know, you know. If you hold on to this feeling of, I am confident in my communication that with one person, um, then I can be confident 
with speaking to multiple people at once. Yeah. Um, because all that is is just there's just more people. That, mm-hmm. That's it. That, where's the, the fear in that? You, you're adding on your own fears. You're adding on your own what ifs, right? We're going back to this. Mm-hmm. Well, what if some people don't like it? Some people aren't going to like it. Who cares? Right? Go back to self. Who am I? Do I believe maybe it's like a paper that you love or a subject that you love? Do I believe in what I'm reading? Yes. Do I love what I'm doing? Yes. Hold that. Hold that passion. Some mm. people aren't going to like what you do. Some people are. But if they see your passion about it, they're going to love it, which is why there's mm-hmm. so many different genres of music. So many different things. Yeah. Why people are like, I don't care. You know, I'm going to make the music I want to make because I'm passionate about it. You can feel that, you know, same with art, same with anything in that sense. Same with, you know, yeah. conversations. If you're passionate about someone or something, if you care about them enough, anxiety shouldn't be a sub, something that's going to stop you from moving forward through it. Damn. Because you love it so much. So there's an anchor, yeah. uh, a big anchor. The stress, we go into stress, it's... They're uh, they're one and the same, I would like to say. Different, but same. Um, stressful situations where things aren't going your way also has to do with a lot of control. Mm. Because when you're stressed, what happens? Things are out of control. You... Mm-hmm. can't do this i don't have income here i'm stressed about money i'm stressed about food you're stressing me out because i can't control you you're just yapping away you're god you're stressing me out you're bringing all these things right but you can't control that you can't control what other people are going to say to you that stresses you out unfortunately <laughs> yeah so hap- oh, go ahead i was just gonna say because that happens yeah every it's second of every day yeah <laughs> just yeah. in general you'd be, you know you'd be on the road and yeah. Like I was, I was driving and there was some truck that was just just big old Tacoma souped up, <laughs> huge. Just drives back, drives in front of me, and there's like three cars, and he's just riding this other person's ass. Damn. Just waiting there, and they're like just driving, and like that stressed me out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> honestly, I would say the most the times when I see the dark side of humanity is oftentimes on the road. (laughs) Literally, dude, that's, like, when I think I'm, like, I think, like, everything's fine and, like, like, yeah, everybody's can get along. (laughs) Bro, no. And then the true colors go when they get on the road. Yes, dude. It's crazy what people do on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is stressful. It gets stressful. A lot of people can't even drive because of how how stressful it is. Yeah. And it's life or death. Yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Um... Again, that goes to your own ability to deal with things that you can't control, Mm. right? If you feel like you have no control over your thoughts, they're going to stress you out and bring you a lot of anxiety and trouble. If you feel like you have no control over the things that you do, addiction, that's going to bring you a lot of stress when you start going into, like, when you start relapsing. It's going to bring you more stress. Then it's not only going to bring stress, it's going to bring shame, and we can go into a whole part of addiction, but we won't now. So control is a big thing when it comes to stress. So when you're dealing with a stressful situation, 
and you're feeling that come on and you're feeling the heat, right? The heat, because you feel the heat in your body, you feel a knot in your chest, you feel something in your throat, you feel like you tighten up, you tense. Some people freeze, some people get afraid or feel for, for their life, and then you have the run. People who just, I'm just going to leave the situation altogether. You know, when a job gets stressful, people quit. Um, there was a guy who, uh, I just was looking at BBC News, I don't know who it was, but some, I, don't, I can't remember, some U.S. senator or something got caught with some bribery things. Mm. He just stepped down. He just quit. Just like, I'm just done. Just caved, yeah. Just, yeah, because cool, it's stressful. It is. How do you deal with a bribery allegation, especially, well, if you're guilty? Yeah. I don't know if he is, but, you know, it's yeah. just, that's just one example of the flight. Mm. Instead of owning up to it and being responsible for the things that you could have controlled, right, the things that you did that you owned up to, you didn't want to deal with the stress or the repercussions, so you left. Mm. You ran. I could also say, speak to personally, too, for the flight, just for whoever else experiences it, is like mentally. Mm-hmm. You just mentally disassociate. Oh, yeah. That's a flight, That's a too, one. I think. That is a flight, yeah. Because yeah, I do, mental yeah. Mental flight. Mental flight, yeah. Mental flight and freeze. <laughs> You're just, everything is gone. <laughs> Dude, that's how you do it. I'm telling you. Uh, it's been bad. Yeah? Yeah. It used to be bad. I have better better ways to deal with it now, though. For yeah. sure. But I, it's all. it always goes back down to exactly what you said. Like, first I had to find out what I loved. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, like, the, the reason behind it all. Like, what is... Because I, I would have to find the beauty in something or else I'm just suffering. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't have any experience in any of the things that you're anxious about or whatever, it's like, well, you kind of just have to embrace not knowing. And then the beauty of just being, like... Getting rid of the expectation. Exactly. Getting so, rid of the expectation. Yeah, getting rid of, like, if you've never done it, going mm-hmm. back to the, what if this happens? What if this happens? If they don't like this, I'm, you know, then I will be like this. Mm-hmm. Right, because then you can play that out. If they don't like it, or if something happens, I'm going to be anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, upset. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be freaking out, and I'm not, not going to know what to do. Mm. Right, and then if if one little trigger like that happens, say you you're in a speech, and one guy gets up, and you're freaking out. He's really just going to the bathroom, yeah. and you freeze in your oh, speech. Because you're like, oh, this guy doesn't care, yeah. right? They hate you it. You can't control that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's a st- going in distress. Mm. So there's a lot of ways um, to anchor yourself and to go through this. One of my favorite personal ones, especially for those who have these things that are habitual and patterning, is neurolinguistic mm. programming. Um, breaking down those old habits and things um, and thought patterns that trigger you this and going into the past um, and really bringing them up and allowing you to sit through them and then finding out what it is you actually want to feel in those situations and how you really want to perceive yourself and how you want to act in those situations as yourself, who you really believe yourself to be, right? But your life has been overrun by patterns and um, habitual thinking and... Uh, traumatic situations, Mm -hmm. 
Right. So the neurolinguistic program is, a, is one of my favorite ways to go through it and have it in my po- coaching program. Yoga is a beautiful way because it makes you sit with it, mm. right? Puts mm. you in a box, has you, if you're sitting in a pose, you don't like being told what to do. You're having to sit there and do it, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and then you're also getting into the space of like self-judgment, mm. which can bring anxiety. Plus you're in a room with a lot of other people that can also bring anxiety. So yoga is a very safe space to deal with anxiety because when you're in a yoga pose and you're with a bunch of other people, your mind is going to race to, oh my God, are they looking at me like this? Oh, the instructor thinks I'm doing this right. Oh, if I'm doing this right, what if I'm not doing this right? Can I even do yoga? Why am I sitting here in this pose? I don't want to be in this pose right now. Oh my God, my legs are tired. I'm not strong enough to do this. Then you're bringing in all this unimportant, not unimportant, if you take a back seat to that, here's your anxiety. Mm. Here's your thought process. And then you can breathe and be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is really what goes on, not only in yoga, but this is what goes on in my daily life. So then if you take your practice deeper and you start thinking, you know, you get yourself into the pose and you start feeling that and then you go, okay, is this how, is this how I am in my real life? How am I am when I'm there? But it allows you to be aware so that way when you get into your real life, you can take that step back again and be like, oh my gosh, I remember in yoga, I was going through this. I was feeling very anxious because I didn't want to be in front of this. And now here I am doing the exact same thing in my head about to be doing this presentation at work. And I've always done this. Why have I always done this to myself? And then you can take a step back and breathe and anchor yourself. What did I do in yoga? Oh, I just breathe through it because I know it's going to be over. It's just a moment and I'm going mm. to go right through it. I've done this before, right? So that's why Damn. I like yoga. When you take it into that aspect, it's not just body movements. It's not just stretching. Mm-hmm. It's deeper than that. Um, and everything is connected when it comes to the mind, the body, the spirit, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all plays a part. Um, another thing I love is mantra. Mantra's really good. Breath work's really good. Mm. Um, all these things that I use, you know, throughout the coaching programs. Um, but the mantra is going to just align yourself and focus yourself um, away from those thoughts. It, it's like a, it's like a focus-driven thought. Instead of hearing all the minutia of your ecstatic mind, you're just focusing on one mantra. Mm. Breath work acts as like the body. Uh, acts as helping the body so it will activate or you know depending on the breath breathing that you're doing and also if you have asthma and things like this take breath work very slowly because it can raise your some breath work can raise your blood pressure levels like kundalini breath work can raise your blood pressure and you can actually have a heart attack you can actually (sighs) do some harm so if you have certain ailments you want to be cautious when going to certain things like that. Don't just dive into it. That's okay. one of my big thing. But being able to take big breaths. So I have to say, like, take a deep breath. That's real because what it does is when you're taking this breath in, you're activating the parasympathetic because you're slowing everything down. Mm-hmm. You're taking a deep breath. You're holding it for a moment. And then you're slowly exhaling. And you can feel that. You can feel your body just get slower and a little heavier because now you're taking control of the nervous system that's rapidly been activated by your thoughts 
and you're slowing it down. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then there's the same things with the vagus nerve, um, which is fantastic. The vagus nerve is one of the biggest nerves, and it does it too gets programmed because it's part of the nervous system to always be in that fight or flight mode or be relaxed. A lot of times it's always in fight or flight. So you deal with problems, you deal with nerve pain, you know, things like that because mm. you're constantly stressed because this vagus nerve is constantly stressed and trying to, you know, it's always been like that. Mm. So there's ways to stretch that out. Yoga does that. Um, there's also just different ways to activate it with there's uh, rapid eye movements and other things like that that are going to also activate mm. your vagus nerve, which can then calm you down at the same time. So there's different things you can do um, to help alleviate when you're feeling that moment. Um, you definitely want to practice. You know, I, I definitely go through a lot of these things, and it's each to their own, mm-hmm. right? Each person's going to benefit from something different. Um, you know, some people who do yoga don't like to meditate. Some people who meditate don't like to do yoga. Some people who do breath work don't like to do um, affirmations or mantras. You know, it's it all is what works best for you in your particular situation. So um, that is one thing that I, I really want you to take. If you take anything out of this, it's going to be try all of them. Mm-hmm. Try which one you feel like will work best for you. Um, reach out to me if you need. I'm happy to do a, a free, you know, consultation. I nice. have that offered on my website. Um, we'll, you know, do, we'll sit and we'll go through some things. Um, but try it, and don't be afraid to try it because all it's going all it's going to do is help align with who you really want to be, and allow you to live that full expression. Damn, that's yeah. beautiful, bro. I was gonna say. As far as, like, modalities go and dealing with, like, anxiety, I feel what's really cool sometimes is, like, sometimes just having, like you said, like, try them all, having them just as, like, a like a stash that you can just pull from. Because yeah. sometimes it's weird. Like, when you're just going through life, like, one will maybe be more pronounced than the other. Like, there's times mm-hmm. when I'm, like, more in tune with, like, my body movement than I am, like, but... Because I feel like mostly, like, my mind is usually where I'm, like, shit, shoot, if I'm not feeling good, like, I want to do something about my mind. So mm-hmm. it's usually meditation that I go to. But that's, mm-hmm. like, the first thing. But it's not always like that. Yeah. It's different, like, depending on what's going on, so. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You can't just go do a yoga pose in the middle of a, a concert. I mean, mm-hmm. you can if you want to, if you're one that doesn't care. <laughs> Only do you do a forward fold real quick. That's a good practice too, just facing the fear going yeah. right into it. Being like, I'm I'm gonna look stupid for doing this. But it's gonna make me yeah, feel better. It is. Yeah. And then yeah. ride that way. That's why I love festivals, because festivals are like that. I love festivals. You just go do what you, you you're not feeling it? I'm gonna go walk over yeah. here and just kinda str- no one's gonna look at you in a way and be like, What are they doing? Yeah, not that yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's always very, they're very beautiful. Um, Why well, I'm going to end on that, though. Yeah, I think that. That's good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation. Literally everything that you said, just, I've been facing a lot. of, yeah. Especially this past week, yeah, I feel like you just brought up everything. I learned a lot, honestly. Good. Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I try to teach, you know, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, dude. You uh, say, yeah. I hope I bring it out in like a, a, a way that's like um, easy to comprehend and follow. 
It was for sure. Because um, th- that's like the main thing. If you can't follow it or comprehend it, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> tell me if there's different examples yeah. you want to bring up and maybe more detailed in some things. Like I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I try to take into like, uh, I don't know, use the Akashic Records for a lot of my shit. Yeah, I can tell. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm right there with you, especially when I have like, I'm like, well, I'm going to ask him this. So you're already there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know, if you had just... questions prepared, I think you did get like one or two of them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh that's another th- uh, if we keep this which i don't know how much of th- yeah. this bass part will I keep feel that. but uh, we'll go into the akashic records we'll talk about that um on another podcast that one i want you to have a real open mind for mm-hmm. um like a real open mind for and take it as you will I, that's not what you you'll they'll know when they know yeah take they'll it know as when you they will. know when you watch this show <laughs> And that's, that's a wrap, <laughs> folks. <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Swimming with Sepsi. If this resonated with you, please like, subscribe, and follow us on our YouTube channel or listen on all platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. Any support is greatly appreciated. You can find us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash swimmingwithsepsy. You can also follow us on Instagram at swimmingwithsepsy. And if something did arise today, maybe you need some clarification or want some help or just need some guidance and don't know where to go, feel free to reach out to me via email, swimmingwithsepsy at gmail.com. Or you can find my website at solelyliving.com where I offer coaching packages readings and things of that nature again thank you for tuning in very grateful namaste and we'll find you on the next episode of swimming with sepsi